Hey, IFBB Pro, Johnny O. Jackson here, and you're now watching The Hardcore Truth. As a pro bodybuilder, I have decades of knowledge of bodybuilding, powerlifting, and strength sports. And now, I want to bring that information to you guys, and I promise, no frills, no spins, no bullshit. Just get to know the real me and the hardcore truth with Johnny O'Jack. Starting now. Hey, IFBB Pro, Johnny O. Jackson, and welcome to this edition of the Hardcore Truth with Johnny O. Jackson. And I am Johnny O. Jackson. Man, I really, really, really appreciate you guys coming in, listening to me, um, sharing this time with me. I wish one of you, somebody would call my wife and let her know she should listen to me too. But um, between me and you, um, I don't listen to her either sometimes. So uh, anyway, um, y'all not going to get me in trouble today. So let's move on today's topic and today's topic is you know one of my favorite topics to talk about training styles and most trainers know uh your training style is almost like your religion once you find one that works for you you stick to it if it's not broke you don't try to fix it i'm going to take you back to my youth when i first started uh training and um i got into training because of football because i wanted to be stronger bigger faster you know handle myself you know, on the football field. So I thought, you know, in the gym was where I needed to be um, to, to uh, you know, attain that. So, you know, I uh, was lucky enough to be able to train uh, with my brother. Uh, Willie Parker is his name. I lost him uh, back in the 90s. And um, thank God for him um, that he regimented my workouts. You know, he watched me. He brought me into the gym. He taught me different, you know, exercises, of course. He was a bodybuilder, by the way. And back then, bodybuilding was really, really a, a more of a cult following than it is now, if I can call it that, because uh, it was a really small group of guys and gals who was really into it, um, into the look as well. And I have to say, living in the black community or being in a black community, being an African-American or a black guy, whichever one you want to, <laughs> say i have to say it wasn't really popular in the black community bodybuilding or you know being real muscled up i mean uh genetically we're pretty muscular and lean anyway so we didn't we don't necessarily have to do a whole hell of a lot i say that but in truth everybody has to put down 110 percent to get the size that they want to achieve but in saying that like I said, genetically, we, you know, a, a tad bit, you know, more muscular um, and fit. And saying that, it still isn't that popular in the black community. And tell you the truth, basketball, when I was growing up, was the thing. During, you know, the 70s, 80s, you know, Dr. J and, and all that, you know, I was a big Sixers fan. I don't watch basketball as much as I used to when I was small, but uh, I know I was a 76ers fan and a Julius Irving fan as well, my whole family. Anyway, in saying that, I mean, we all on a daily basis uh, would go down to the basketball courts. I mean, back then, that was the thing to do. In the evening time, that's where you would catch everybody, you know, on a basketball court showing their moves. Unfortunate for me, I was <laughs> into, you know, working out and into bodybuilding, so I was a little bit bigger and most muscular than most kids my age. So going down to the basketball courts and everybody's in front of all the hot chicks and all the, you know, you, you want to show off your thing. And of course, I'm standing there 
um, waiting to get picked up by a team and just standing there and just standing there and just standing there because of, you know, my stature or being muscular and a little bit bigger, you know, they would look at me and think, oh, you're just going to throw bricks. Throwing bricks means um, just throwing it into the backboard. Boom. You know, never making a basket, uh, basically. I, hopefully you like that sound effect. Boom. That's pretty close, I thought. Anyway, but that's the way they looked at me as uh, this guy is going to, you know, cause a lot of fouls and uh, throw a lot of bricks. So do we really want him on our team? So unfortunately for me, I stood around uh, until there was nobody else to pick or, you know, uh, one of my siblings was felt a little bit sorry for me that day and, you know, picked me up on his team. Uh, anyway, that's a totally different uh, topic to talk about. I had a little bit of basketball skills and stuff like that, especially guarding, you know, playing defense. And most people were kind of a little bit scared of me being muscular. So, you know, it helped a little bit in the intimidation uh, part on defense. Offense, uh, not so much, but I did what I put it down, put down what I could put down. Let me put that to you. So anyway, that was that. And uh, like I said, growing up in a black community, you know, it wasn't the, the most popular thing. You don't want to be a bodybuilder or want to be a professional bodybuilder. But hell, you know, that was my love. I just caught on to it. Like I said, I worked out with my older brother. I was blessed enough to be able to work out with my older brother. And who wouldn't want to <laughs> hang out with their teenage brother and his buddies? You know, I got to enjoy that and got to share a little time with him as well. As I shared with you in the beginning, I lost him at a very early age. So, um... I feel as though, you know, that time we spent together in the gyms together, training and all this, you know, was well, well served because I still miss him uh, today and will for the rest of my life. But, you know, God had other plans for him, for me uh, and for all of us. So we just have to follow uh, what he has for us and um, do the best with what we have for what he blesses us with. So anyway, I just remember training my brother in Lasasso's gym. Then there was Foreman's gym. And this is in Hamilton, New Jersey the blueberry capital of the world, mind you. And uh, I stayed earlier um, living in the black community, but um, tell you the truth, it was a small town, uh, Hamilton, New Jersey, and mostly it was Puerto Ricans and Italians in the town. At one point growing up, I just knew we were the only black family in the town, basically. Once we got into middle school, there was the Tuckers. Realized the Tuckers were around and also they were... A black family, obviously, I'm talking about them. So we got to share, you know what I mean, that common denominator there in uh, in uh, the small town in Hamilton, uh, New Jersey. Anyway, regardless of uh, what you have to face, you know, take it for what it is, and uh, you drop your head and, and run forward towards it, you know, and run it over, take over, make it yours. And so, you know, that's what we did. You know, we, we made... The town hours, you know, our home, or we didn't like ram into anybody, but you know what I'm trying to say. You dealt with the cards that you dealt with, and uh, you deal with it the way you need to deal with it in, in an appropriate way. You know, in living that way, you definitely want to make sure you're able to handle yourself, protect yourself, you know, whatever it takes to survive. So, like I said, in the gym as well, gave me the confidence and you know, the size and I would say, you know, learning so much in the gym, the knowledge of handling myself, of self-confidence, no matter where you are or who you are or um, who you're with, you know, it's all about you and it's about you showing 
everyone, you deserve the self-respect that you give out. And if you give it out, more than likely you'll get it back as well. Anyway, back to training. Training te- styles. You know, my training technique, training with my brother, pretty much, like I said, is, is the same as it is today. Um, it was all out. And guys, uh, I can't tell you enough to explain to you, to convince you that you have to get in the gym. You have to put 110% in. If you do that, there's so many different ways of training. I always say there's 50 million ways of training. You just got to find out which one works for you. You know, that's the deal. You got to experiment. You got to do your research. It, it doesn't matter, you know, check a person out, you know, whether working or walk over to them, ask them a question, you know, why are you doing this exercise? What did that exercise do? You know, just do what you have to do because ultimately you're helping yourself out. You're trying to achieve your goal. So you do whatever it takes. You ask whoever you need to ask. You swallow whatever as much pride as you need to swallow to get your your answers your questions answered because once you get your questions answered and knowing opens up a whole nother world you know of um, success of attaining goals as well so you guys will find out really quick i love stories you know telling my little bit of stories going left field on you a little bit so hopefully i get back on track after the story i'm sure i will but anyway hold on there I remember uh, this one particular friend of my brother's, uh, Andy Solaria, his name was. And I remember um, taking my sisters out to Kmart. You know, I was sitting in the car when my sister went to Kmart. She had to get something. I don't know what it was. It's 500 years ago. So I'm sitting there. This guy walks out the door. I'll never forget. <laughs> he had a red and white striped shirt on. It was kind of cut short. Not so you could see his navel, but you know, pretty short there. You know, he had uh, cut off sleeves as well. He was walking like he couldn't bend his knees. You know that walk where, uh, you know, guys are walking and their legs are so big, you know, they can barely move them or whatever like that. Well, this guy was walking like that. I was like, holy crap. Look at this guy, you know, some of the biggest arms I've ever seen in my life also. Man, I remember like it was yesterday. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. So that stayed in my head. Come to find out, it was a friend of my brother's, you know. Uh, like I said, Andy Solario is a friend of my brother's. You know, I was working out in Foreman's gym when, uh, one day, and he was in there working out. And uh, he asked me, did I want to do legs the next day with him? And I was like, holy crap, I couldn't believe it. This guy is asking me to do legs or whatnot. And, uh, of course, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Man, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So the next day we get in there and I mean, we hammer it. Of course, the basic squats and, you know, leg press, leg extensions. And I mean, uh, we went after it. Mind you, I just got back from Saudi Arabia. Just had got back. It was 1992. Just got back. And uh, I just bought a brand new 92 black Thunderbird. Man, I love that car. (laughs) Man, I'm trying to tell you, I love that car. Anyway, so I'm in my car rolling around town and pull up to the gym. Once I pull up the gym, I notice, you know, a few guys come out to the gym and kind of look, and I'm like, crap, man, now I got to get out. So then I open up the door, I get out, and guess who I was walking exactly like, because I couldn't, actually could not bend my knees. My quads were so tore up. My legs, my legs themselves were so tore up. And as soon as I got out and started walking, they all pointed and was like, he got the walk. He got the walk. 
Yeah, that's a fond memory for me growing up. I say fond, but a painful fond memory of getting introduced to an actual leg day. You know, I thought I was training. I thought I was getting down. But, um, yeah, no, I wasn't. But, uh, hey, you know, surprised or welcome in. And I guess I got bit, you know, that day. And, you know, it just stuck with me because every day after that, I had to have that same feeling after a workout. I have to go balls out, balls to the wall, get it done. You know what I mean? I can't say enough for being mechanically correct also. So important to use leverage. Try to be as perfect as you can. But the gain size, guys, sometimes you got to throw that out the window. It don't always have to be pretty. It just has to be effective. You know, and effective means not getting hurt and breaking down that muscle belly, you know, to the fullest. It's, it's so, so, so important. One of the other, one of the things that people always talk about with when it comes to me is also is my uh, traps. You know what I mean? How big my traps are. It's a blessing and a curse. I always tell people it's a blessing and curse. They'll be like, man, your traps. But they, you know, not so much now because I'm retired. I don't lift as intense as I did. Well, I lift as intense. I would say as heavy as I did. But, um, you know, they used to cause me so much aggravation because knots, you accumulate knots in them really, really quick. Um, I'll get them worked out and within a, you know, two or three days, you know, they're not a backup. Man, I'm trying to tell you, it's, it's a pain in the butt. Also, standing on stage, if you're sitting, standing next to a guy who got a wide shoulder base, you know, I hated that because of my traps actually make me look not necessarily taller, but makes me look more narrow. You know, because of the traps going up and not, you know what I mean, not as wide. So I saw that, you know, after a few shows that I had to work on my outer delts or my side delts uh, to bring them up. You know what I mean? So I can match some of these guys with that has the wide base. They not necessarily have great traps like I do, but I have to say it makes a difference having that wide base when you walk out on stage in that presence. Walking out on stage means a lot. And so talking about shrugs, how I <laughs> how I got them this big, actually, uh, I, I wouldn't say it was a mistake, but it was more like I didn't realize what I was doing until I got big enough to see what I did. And so saying that, you know, when I was uh, 14, 15 years old, I could put at least eight plates on either side of the bar and shrug for 10 to 12 reps. So after I figured I can figured out I can do that, I started loading up the bar, you know, after every workout, you know, just to do it in the gym. So people be like, oh, my God, look at that little kid. Oh, my God. And so as soon as I start hearing that, then I really start, you know, you know, getting after it and uh, thought, yeah, that's what I'm going to do every day just because so I can show out. And that's all it was, more mostly to show out more than it was to build traps. But in showing out, hey, I was able to, you know, build big traps. So there you are. So, yeah, I, I had some, you know, really great experiences and stuff like this in the gym. I'm learning so much about myself. Now, moving on into uh, the military. You know, I was in the military for uh, 10 years uh, in the Army. And I have to say, you know, training my whole life going into, I, mind you, I had to do pre-boot camp before boot camp. So because when I signed up to go in the military, I signed up to be a welder, 44 Bravo. 
And so that came with me going to a four-week pre-basic training, you know, before the six-week basic training. So lucky me. I got, the, <laughs> I got to do basic training twice, a mini basic training and then the regular basic training. But I have to say, you know, working out every day, keeping myself in shape, you know, getting in the gym. I mean, I, you know, I had uh, harder football practices, I have to say, than I had training in the military just because I kept myself at that level of athleticism and um, conditioning. So it can help you guys out as well. So many different ways. If you decide to do something like that, military, become a policeman, firefighter, something like that, that's, you know, have to be, you have to be athletic. You have to be strong. Definitely, you know, working out in the gym, you can't go wrong, guys, with that. You cannot, not, not go wrong with that. So in the military, you know, I brought that same concept with me, that same style with me, that all out, balls out, 110% in the gym. Um, I got a few guys to come in the gym and train with me, but, and I say only a few, because after that one time, they were like, hell no, we ain't going back to the gym with Johnny. Johnny ain't got no damn sense. And I do, but I don't when it comes to that because I'm going to get down. And if you ain't ready for it, <laughs> you'll never be ready for it when you get, once you get in there. But I have to say, um, I had one buddy, Ronaldo Smalls, big ups. You better be listening to me, man. Big ups to you. Um, we trained together mostly, you, you know, most of my career in the military. And it's really rare to find someone that you connect with in the gym and uh, honestly, you know, trust enough to spot you and to have your back. Once you do find someone, that person damn near becomes, you know, your lifesaver or your best friend or your brother from another mother or wh whichever way you want to put it, you know, because y'all become close because you trust each other you with each other's life. Because, you know, in the gym, believe it or not, really wrong, wrong, one wrong move uh, up under seven, 800 pounds could be your last wrong move, you know? And if you don't have people or a person that you can trust to have you back, it's even worse. But, you know, I never had to worry about that with him. He had my back. We put it down. He was with me, like I said, you know, almost throughout my military career. He also, you know, was there when I turned pro. You know, we were out in the military and all that stuff, but he still traveled up to Atlanta and watched me turn pro in Atlanta. So that was, you know, awesome. I appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you so much. Never forget you. Love you. Yeah, every aspect of my life, pretty much, is training's been a part of it. And I don't think it ever will not be a part of it, you know. And when powerlifting came into play in my life was actually I was lifting in uh, Strauss Fitness um, here in Hearst, Texas. And um, Steve Goggins, uh, he had the world record in squats at the time. Um, he had 1,033 was his record. Uh, somebody's broken that, and he came back and broken that also. So I don't know what it is uh, at this point, what the world record is. But uh, like I said, at the time, he had the world record 1,033. And uh, I remember him coming up to me. He saw me, you know, lifting in the gym, and he came up to me like, man, Johnny, you're strong, man. You should power lift, you know? And I was like, okay. <laughs> And, I, you know, pretty much the next day, I started training with him, Kirk Stroud, uh, you know, and the group of guys uh, in powerlifting, learning the powerlifting movements and, you know, what you had to do. And it pretty much came easy for me. And I just not boasting or bragging. I mean, I just caught on to it really quick 
and uh, deadlift was my thing. Squat and deadlift was my thing per se. So just give you a few numbers. My heaviest squat is uh, 826 pounds. My heaviest deadlift is 832 pounds. And my biggest bench was 545 pounds. And all those numbers are raw, uh, raw lifting numbers. I actually benched more than that, but with a shirt on. So who cares how much that was? Tell you the truth. So yeah, that's where my powerlifting career started uh, with meeting him and getting the gym and started training with those guys. And uh, it really took off to where it never gave up bodybuilding, mind you. But I thought, why not do this, you know, to get thicker, bigger and thicker? Because, you know, that's the only thing that could come out of this. It's me getting bigger. It's breaking down my body more, even more than what I ever have and then getting bigger, you know? So why not? Let's do it. So I caught on to it. And I remember when we started deadlift, we did uh, 600, 500 the first week. And that was pretty, I grooved it pretty easy. Next Friday, we ended up with 600. I grooved that pretty easy. The following week, you know, they were like, come on, let's put 700 on. And I was like, cool. And I grooved that just as easy as the five and the six. And I was like, I want to do, you know, 800 next week. And they're like, hey, man, I don't know. It don't work like that. You know what I mean? You're moving up pretty quick. I was like, I don't care. I want to do 800 next week. Let's just go for it. And so they were like, okay, let's do it. And mind you, um, they brought a few extra people in just to cheer me on and stuff like that. It was um, a Christian team. They went around. And, um, you know, they ripped telephone books in half and folded frying pans and all this crazy, you know, strength stuff. I remember this one guy, he was like 400 pounds. I mean, he was huge. I don't even know if he was 400 pounds. He looked like he was 400 pounds. I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, they loaded up the bar for 800 and everybody's yelling and, you know, getting down. And, you know, I got it, got charged up and I grooved that just as easy, you know, and everybody's, yeah. Hell yeah, you know, going crazy. The big guy grabbed me and hugged me, and my face was in his chest. I couldn't breathe, and I was like, thank you, man, but let me go. <laughs> you know, uh, it was crazy, and it was crazy awesome. Uh, and then I was like, next week I want to do 900. And they're like, whoa, okay, let's do <laughs> let's try it. <laughs> and uh, so we did, tell you, to tell you, we did the following week. We uh, went up to 900. And uh, I got it to my knees. I got it up to my knees and failed there. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It, 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 they were like, uh, well, at least we know, you know, you got a limit. You know, <laughs> now we work off of that. So that was pretty cool and a great time in my life. And, uh, the, you know, discovering. I thought I had already discovered all I had to discover, but obviously not. So that was really great for me, really motivational to me. And I tell people time and time again, you know, about motivation. How do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated? Well, that's how you stay motivated, guys, by going in, hitting the gym, accomplishing things. You know, it don't have to be, you don't have to change the world. It don't have to be the greatest thing since sliced cheese. Still, those small victories motivate you to come in the next day and do it again, do it again, and do it again. I'm telling you, it's so worth it. So, so, so worth it. So that was one of the great accomplishments in my life. The other one was was actually finding my workout partner, Branch Warren. Uh, to back up a little bit, back to when I turned pro in Atlanta, 
Well, he did also. Actually, and we all turned pro that day. And I won overall. Thank you. So that was, like I said, one of the great accomplishments was, you know, not just turning pro, but also finding my workout partner. So to move a little bit forward, that Monday after the show, um, I was in Stroud's. Here come Branch and Jay Moore, you know, walk in. Jay Moore was one of our other workout partners, and pretty much they worked out all their lives together, as uh, far as I know. And they showed up at Stroud's and uh, started training, and I was like, whoa, there's that dude that turned pro. Oh, man, that's cool. So I'm listening to them, and they're getting down, and they're just hammering it down. Um, after they worked out, Branch walked over to me, and I was like, what's up, man? Say, hey, man. It was like, uh, where are you training tomorrow? I was like, back? You want to hook up? It's like, hell yeah. That was it. And we've been training for 17 years every day after that. That was pretty much our conversation, more or less. And we hadn't stopped to this day. And talking about that, mind you, of a story, real recent story up at Destination. Because I say on these, the last videos I, uh, I've made that ain't nothing change but the year. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, we're training up at Destination. This guy decided he wanted to jump in. Branch's wife, Trish, knew the lady. And Branch knew her too. She was a competitor, I think. I'm not sure. Anyway, she worked up there at Destination. And her husband, he was in the military too, or retired out of the military. He was like special forces or something like this. So he decided to jump in with us and do... <laughs> <laughs> and do back so we're, we're training and uh we're like three exercises in and i he, the guy's standing like in the middle of the gym and i turn around and look at him he goes whoa whoa i can't see wait a minute man i can't see and uh branch was like man that you don't need to see you just need to feel keep on training you know and uh it was awesome uh so that just, just shows you you know, our mentality and our drive and what we do and how we work out. Anyway, that's it for me today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed you. Thank you again for stopping in and listening to me. Uh, like I said, give my wife a call and let her know she shouldn't listen to me too. Just kidding. But hey, guys, like I said, hardcore truth. Thank you for stopping in. Thank you for spending this time with me. I really appreciate it. And make sure you like make comments let me know what you guys want me to talk about i would love to hear that so i can you can hear what i got to say and uh subscribe you know and follow and uh like i always tell you see you at the gym